Welcome to another Lunch with Mick and Redbeard. You talk loud. Do I? No. <laughs> I, talk, I talk quietly. I did use Levelizer, though. That was pretty awesome. I had never used it before. The Levelator? Yeah, Levelator. It was pretty good. Pretty good. Yep, good old Mike Bailey. Uh, so, yeah, good old Memorial Day weekend. I got sick. It really hit me Saturday night, late Saturday night. And I didn't really get to enjoy my weekend. Saturday I worked on robotics with Thief Group. And they assembled a a chassis for a small robot. And I got in some of the parts. I got these uh, serial transceivers that allow it to be controlled up to 300 yards away. So we're talking about bringing it to a trail and navigating it down a trail remotely with a laptop at the top of the hill. The laptop, are you going to look at it? Are you going to have like a camera? A camera. You're going to do it from camera? Yeah. Wow, POV of the robot. Is it rolling? Yeah. We haven't decided whether we're going to use tracks or if we're going to use tires. We haven't decided a whole lot of that. I really want the rover experience, though. Mm-hmm. That's cool. I thought about even, like, at some point, maybe not on the first one, but programming a delay so you actually have a real case scenario for, you know, being far away from yeah. your, like, Mars far away. Maybe not 20 minutes, but, you know, it'd be kind of cool. That would be awesome. Especially if you could, like, somehow relay it through GSM. Is it, is it GSM with the call cell? Like a cell chip? Mm-hmm. Like, do a GSM thing so you can do it from wherever? Like, the city? That'd be really cool. Mm-hmm. And the, with the way that the drones are getting... Huh? That's the pike. Yeah. <laughs> the way the drones are getting, they have GPSs and stuff built into them. So when the... If it loses connection with its remote, or if it uh, starts losing battery and needs to get back, it'll automatically make that, it can, it can automatically make that decision and return to its point of origin based on the GPS coordinates. The drones or your robot you're making? The drones can. Okay, yeah. I, I can do about, the same I thing. I the with. flying drones that can do that, but I thought you were saying you were, this is what you're making. No, I, it'd be cool to do it, and it's definitely possible, mm-hmm. but... I can't think of an application as to why I would want to do that at the moment. Do you put any science tools on it? Any drills to, like, uh, check rocks out or anything? <laughs> that, that would be really cool. That That is a goal. And so I, a GPS, in that sense, would be a usable thing because I could set up a kind of a mock rock, uh, Mars area and let people do it, let schools do it from uh, a distance away that, over the Internet. That would kill. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm thinking. I'm like, this this could be really cool as far as like STEM initiatives and that kind of thing. What's a STEM initiative? It's science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. Cool. Is that I believe? How do you how do you pitch those types of things? You just go to the school or you superintendent or what? Well, I met with a group uh, a couple weeks ago, a couple different groups, and all the there's several local universities that I could go pitch this to and just give it as a resource. Um. That and so because the local universities provide resources for the teachers, and to be honest, I mean, the people teaching STEM and East Labs are not engineers, they're not mathematicians. I don't know if I'd even call them scientists. They're teachers, and not not knocking them, but that's what they are. Mm-hmm. You know, and Arkansas was put on the map just recently, saying you know that we're going to start teaching programming in school even at a young age. Well. Also the, the raccoon thing. Yes, yes, that too. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, there was a... Arkansas made top Reddit post. There was a raccoon laying on its back, showing off its belly. 
Oh, it was great. It was a female raccoon. She looked very comfortable. Yep, just relaxing. And it said, uh, basically, any, any night in Arkansas when you look out on the porch. That's what, what's pretty much the caption. I, I have childhood memories of stuff like that. But the other post about Arkansas recently was that they're going to be requiring programming teaching. Yeah, it was going to be part of the curriculum. Which is a good thing. It's a very good thing. And I'm really glad that Arkansas is one of the first states to really take a hard look at that and make it a, a priority. The problem is, is they want math and science teachers to teach programming. And, uh, and it just, it doesn't work like that. It, like, you, you really have to have the mindset for it or have a background in it in order to teach it. So if they're just going to be droning off of whatever the curriculum says, I, I don't think as many students are going to get reached as they, as they could. Mm-hmm. It's a good and, start, but yeah, I can see that's... I mean, I want to go to, if you're, if you're in if that means something to you, and you have a kid in school, you're going to want to try to find a school that actually has a has seasoned a developer, you know, yeah. or brings them in, or you develop other things within your, your state, like training areas and that are are partially state-funded, and maybe as part of that curriculum, these people going through a school that also go through you know, labs... Once they get near the end of those courses, they go and teach these courses to the kids as a supplement. That would even work to some degree, a little bit better than just having, you know, existing teachers teach it. So I can imagine, I can imagine being in elementary school or middle school and then bringing in a class at a time to like the library because you could do like a web thing, right? They just like, hey, check out this. Uh, the rover is over here on Mars. Yeah, yeah. Hand quotes and. Uh, we're gonna get a kid, a kid at the time is gonna get the drive. Oh, opportunity! I see what you did there. Ah, you like get in the spirit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Curiosity. <laughs> All Mars rovers. Well done. Uh, but yeah, that that is one of the the dreams behind doing the whole rover bit. Mm-hmm. Kind of looking at how we do it. Now we're building up towards it. We're gonna we're starting off with the kid. We're gonna do a really simple robot. And we're going to slowly integrate some of these other devices that will make it cooler and, you know, make it be able to do more stuff. But then, and then the next one will be, we're going to scavenge parts off of, like, uh, hard drive cases and different, you know, motors for VCRs and all these different things to, to assemble the robot will be the second one, just to show that you can do it with pretty much anything. And then the third one, and hopefully we've got, we've built up to this point and we can interface with different groups around here. We can use, the innovation hub that's here in North Little Rock to uh, go in and build custom parts because they have it's like a maker uh, a maker shop. Mm-hmm. You can go in and use CNCs and like lathes and all the I don't know what all the equipment they have in there. I've, I saw a few things. It, uh, but being able to build custom parts would be the ultimate. I mean, just it would be really cool. Mm-hmm. I could try to justify it, but you know. But in the end, it's just really cool. Yeah. So, uh, I would, I don't know. But as far as programming and being a curriculum in school, I think, I think it needs to be just as common as the everyday person using Office. Uh, I think there needs to be at least a familiarity with it. That way, if there's a task they could see automating or, you know, building something that would do a job, or make it easier for several people to collaborate. I think that's something that everybody should be able to do. 
uh, and have a grasp on because there's these doodle platforms that people buy don't do it all. They will never do it all. No, and if they try to, they don't do it all well. Right. <laughs> and so at some point, you know, corporations are going to hire some company to come in and develop something or they're going to have their staff, you know, they could have their own development cell develop a product for them. Right, the big places don't use the big name things you're talking about. They make their own stuff in-house. Right. Yeah. So, it will, if they're, not all of them, some of them just aren't run properly and they still use things like SharePoint and try to use it for everything. But, you know, that's just a crude example because it's the modern day front page. But, you know, so if you have someone in accounting that wants something tweaked on an, an existing application they have in-house, for example. They need to be able to talk to those developers and know they're not getting smoke blown up their rear and and be able to communicate effectively. And so I think if that became more and more common, we'd have an IT field that doesn't talk like awkward teenagers to pretty girls. Okay. To, you know, when communicating IT-related subjects to staff outside of the IT department. Or to the friends that are like, what do you do? Yeah. And I tell them, and they're like, so what do you do? I like, put the magics inside the box, and the box performs the magics? I don't know if I can't explain it very well at all, or it's just not explainable. Um, I, think, I think it all has to do with the audience. So your, your Memorial Day, you got sick. Did you, all, did you, cook, you cook a little bit yesterday or anything? No. Neither did I. I went to a friend. Uh, my wife's friend's house, and they cooked for us. I so wanted to. Phenomenal. That's that's the bad part. That's I really really wanted to. Played some bago. The girls have never played bago or the little game where you have like, balls on strings and you have to throw them. Oh, ladder golf. Ladder golf. Yeah, there's a lot of fun. Kids loved it. There's some colorful terms for it, but yeah, that's ladder golf. Is, uh, there are. Yeah, we. Uh, I built one for Griffin's scout group back in the day, and just drilled through golf balls and. I think maybe we bought the golf. The they're a little less forever golf ones, the ones we did. Yeah. But it was fun. I've never played either one before. But, uh, that was really fun. So, do you want to talk about We Are Alive for a minute? Oh, yes. Yeah. Throw this on the We Are Alive fancast feed and yeah, yeah. talk to our, some old friends over there. Uh, and see, this is why I can't wait until the other platforms finish and then people, we can enter, you know, like we can publish a an episode of this, and it can go on any one of the podcast feeds. Right. And that would be a really cool thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, <clears throat> I guess, where do we start? It's been since last August, and it's almost June now, since we've heard any We're Alive. Remember the show ended, season four? Yeah. And we've heard the announcement back then that there would be something called Tales from We're Alive. And we're getting close, closer to it. Casey has revealed the script, at least a picture of it, in book form, so that's completed. He's, And then they're also kicking off their Kickstarter June 2nd. And I think, I've been asking him what the perks are going to be, trying to get some inside info. He won't give me anything. He's just said he's, they're going to you know, release them publicly this week. Yeah. So, uh, and there's been a few photos floating around on Facebook. Um, and now, I don't know, because I, I haven't heard anything confirmed yet. This is one of those things that we need to do a Q&A with Casey about is uh, kind of confirming who might be in it because uh, there's some familiar actors and actresses that have been 
suggesting they might be in this. There's supposed to be at least one character, Casey said, will make an appearance. At least, I mean, so one at least. But, I mean, I, I've seen, I've seen Brett Newton talking about it. I've seen Puck. Yeah. And I've seen, uh, which I, I'm pretty sure he's going to be in it. I, I'm, uh, then I've seen uh, Constance Parn talk about it. And I've seen uh, our, our good old friend Bert. Yeah, <laughs> Scott Martin, the man himself. And we had uh, about that. It's gonna. I didn't mention it just now, but of course, if you're just now hearing this for the first time, it's Tales from Where Life Lockdown. Apparently it's going to be a story from inside the prison at some point uh, where ink was held. So yeah, don't know what's going to go on there. <clears throat> so which character is oh. most likely to be visiting the prison? <laughs> perks real quick. Um, I asked him about the perks again, and then I made a little side joke about the Where Life musical. So there'd be like some kind of some kind of crazy expensive perk out there that a group could pitch in and you know get like you know a minute thirty or something some kind of musical going. And he replied back, "If we meet our goal, you'll get something along those lines." Yes. How crazy would that be? That would be wild. I I, I just want to see Casey at his most uncomfortable moment, film you know just filming the behind the scenes of recording a musical little piece. So yeah, I don't I don't feel like he would have trouble doing that. I think he just was so against it since it's against the spirit of real life the way he sees it. Let's see. When is that set to start, the Kickstarter? June second. June second. Only a handful of days, I mean not too long. Yep. Perks should be coming out this week. And so the the casting's happening right now. Or, well, I mean, at least the submissions to it. Right, there's some casting going on. But you have to be in the SoCal area to be able to go to Los Angeles. Yeah, they're not doing any remote recordings. Mm -hmm. Unless you pay, there is a perk. You can pay to be a cast member. Really? Yeah. That's another perk that he let out. (sighs) I think there's only one of those. So I bet it's pretty expensive. Yeah, I bet it is. I mean, because that... I mean, that's a challenge. I heard him and uh, the guy from Reddit No Sleep. You ever go on there? Mm-hmm. There's a No Sleep subreddit uh, where they just tell scary stories. And the idea is it has to be a, a story from your perspective. And it has to be like you're telling a real story. And, huh. and, nobody, can, no, and nobody can comment about anything that you fake. They can comment about, I hope you make it through this crazy circumstance you're going through. And you can't die, obviously, because you're telling the story. There's a couple rules like that. But a guy put a podcast together telling some of these stories, and it's huge now. Really? <laughs> it's a, I mean, it's, and they're really good stories, and the guy does a really awesome job producing it. But him and Casey were both on a podcast I heard somewhat recently. It might have been Wired, Wired's podcast about podcasts, about uh, horror podcasts. And he said that uh, the guy arranging it made a, made a joke about why didn't Casey have the no sleep guy on We're Alive tell us more alive? And Casey was like, I can do that. Wow. Yeah. Dude's got a great voice, though. That. Yes. Oh, if it was a wired one, I think I do remember something about that. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Stupid cold. Um, well, I am pretty excited about it. I'm ready for 
some more Warlove experience. I'm really ready for him to drop the veil a little bit on his other project he's worked on. This, this, his baby. The sci-fi one? Yes. Yeah, I really... We know there's cops in it. We even got a line from it. I can't remember what it was. But... Yeah, I can't remember what it was either. We'd have to go back and listen to it. Uh, there supposedly won't be any... Uh, there won't be any time travel in it, but we'll forgive him for that. That's too bad. Yeah. Have you read The Martian? Or listened to The Martian? I've got to listen to it. I haven't listened to it yet. But it's supposed to be a really good book. I'm not, I have no idea what's it, what it's about. Except there's a Martian a dude, I think. And I, um, and I saw something on, on that on Facebook today. Oh, apparently Matt, Matt Damon Matt is Damon. the guy that plays him. You just showed him in the space suit. So I uh, better get to listening. That's fine. He's going to bring up that book that Beckett and I have been talking about. So, okay. There's supposed to be a... This get kind of going away from our world live talk, but because we're talking about sci-fi, mm-hmm. there's a group of us who we've been reading uh, the book called Spin by uh, Robert Charles Wilson, and uh, there's a part in the ending with no spoilers that uh, it's it is a really good talking point and it's a good sci-fi topic in, in general. And we're, uh, once everybody's read it, we're supposed to all get together and have this crazy discussion about that concept. And I, I'm looking forward to that. So I don't know, I don't know if Bobby's been reading it or Gun, I don't know if Gunshot Bob's been reading it yet or not, but Nick's supposed to read it. I've got it downloaded and I'm going to start listening to it. Some of my podcasts are slowing down for the summer. So I listen to a lot of podcasts about the shows I'm watching. Mm-hmm. Like Mad Men just wrapped up forever, and that's terribly sad for me. But uh, so that Mad Mad Men podcast, I'm listening to weekly, unfortunately. Uh, a few other ones are wrapping up, so I'll be able to have plenty of car time commute listening. I I didn't ever watch Mad Men. So the first many seasons are on Netflix. I I just hear stuff about how women are starting. It's on the upward. It's on the very beginning of kind of women's lib kind of stuff going on. Women in the workplace, quality it, stuff going on. It has so I figured as soon as that had that started in the storyline, they had to end it. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. It's yeah, it, it touches on all, on all those things, but it's not about those. No, things. I know it's not about that. It's so much about just life, and yeah, and it really the funny thing is it could have ended on any episode of whatever because when it ends, these people don't disappear. No closure. Their lives go on. I wouldn't say no closure. I, I would say it's a very satisfying ending for Mad Men. But it wasn't a lost ending. Well, I don't think and nothing's a lost <laughs> ending. And uh, if it is, people don't like it normally. <laughs> yeah. That's terrible. I just I can't stop thinking about how it made such great mystery like We're Alive did, and made strung people along wanting to answer these questions and then... And even said, it won't be this thing. And didn't ever have the... And it was this thing. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I mean, because like, even... And it wasn't the Sopranos ending. The guy that ran the show was... uh, Wrote and ran the show was a writer on the Sopranos and people didn't like that ending. I haven't seen it. I know what it is, but... Yeah, I I never watched that one either. 
We watched the first season. It's all right. I, I, I've never watched or read Game of Thrones. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm weird. Dexter and uh, Breaking Bad both make me feel dirty every time I watch them. I think they're supposed to. We don't. Why is it wrong with you? Like, to the point it's, like, exhausting to watch. So I never, I never quite understood how they got as big as they did. But, uh, but they were really well done. I'm not saying they're crap. That's complete opposite of what I feel, but Dexter was crap at times. Breaking Bad was a masterpiece. Oh, yeah. But, uh, Dexter was, I love Dexter. And I could overlook how it was crap at a lot of times, but. How the little loopholes and. Everything, you know, gaps in the story and yeah. One time he randomly killed somebody that didn't do anything, and that was totally against his code, but they never addressed it anymore. I don't know why. <laughs> and I was like, how is how is this okay? He's a psycho. Like, I figured he's gonna have to off himself or something. I mean, come on. Yeah, those are interesting. I I don't know. I sometimes I just enjoy shows I can watch and walk away from. Um, and uh, I'm I'm still surprised every time there's a good show on the CW, <laughs> like The Flash. Yeah, twenty two or twenty three episodes, which is way too long. I hate I hate shows, I dislike I don't like that shows have these really long seasons, like twenty three, twenty two episodes, because it's way too much to tell what could be a nice tight story. Like Game of Thrones, Mad Men, Breaking Bad, they all had pretty small seasons, which allowed them to tell a coherent story arc and not have to have these filler episodes that yeah. are that are the crap stuff, like the you know the X Files, Monster of the Week, or things like that. It's hard to tell a nice tight story whenever it's that long. Well, but surprisingly, The Flash only had one out of the twenty-three that I kind of was like, man. Really, I, I suspect that it'll be that number will be greater as it goes along, but it well, was a really good show. Have you watched any of Daredevil yet? No, I'm going to though. Holy crap, that one's really well done. <laughs> I, I have to say, out of all of the, as far as superhero TV shows go, uh, that is one of my favorite. I hated the movie, mm-hmm. hated the movie, and was never really interested in the comics. I was just bored one night and turned on one episode. That's all it took. Right. That's, that's good stuff. I need to check that one out. I don't even really care for lawyers. And, wow. Just, well, it was really just, it was an, very entertaining. And, yeah. like, even the choreography is just beautiful. So, I, I don't know. I don't know how Netflix does it. They put on, put on some good stuff. I'm just waiting for some other subscription back to, package comes out or you have to watch commercials during those, but kind of like I mean, Amazon did. Amazon's but, having a hard time getting any, any good original shows out there for some reason. Yeah. There have been a few tries at uh, other shows coming along. Like, they had something that kind of seemed like The Returned, and uh, I think they had like a promo episode and a teaser or something, and it seemed like it was going to be good, and it went nowhere. But... I don't know. There was something else they had on. It was another. It was a an original, and you even with Prime, there was commercials inside of it. And I guess to help pay for it. 
That's messed up. <laughs> so I mean, but it's it's a uh, it's an added bonus, I guess. They have uh, I'm waiting for they, Netflix to do the same though. They do that. They do that. Uh, what is it? Pilot season where they have like 20 shows they make pilots for, and then based on how many people watch whatever shows, I guess they decide to green light whatever that pilot was and go for the uh, season. That seemed it didn't work. I was excited about Zombieland. It didn't make it through the pilot season. It was gonna, they were going to do a Zombieland show. I didn't ever even watch the pilot, so I probably contributed. To yeah, that. I think the yeah. Because it seems silly. One? I mean, so many shows. I'm like, I'm not going to watch all these shows and then want to see some of them succeed and then they don't. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um. It, that that pilot episode was pretty good. Was it? It seemed a little all over the place, but it seemed like it had potential. Um. There's all this crazy stuff happening in a helicopter in the city, and I don't know. I I couldn't really tell what their angle of it on it was, but it was interesting. I think that was the one. It may have been called The Return. Well, you got anything coming up this next week? Anything crazy? What are you thinking about it? Uh, I don't really. I may take my kids to the water park sometime someday, maybe Thursday. Uh, Alice, my littlest one, is uh, she's six. She's excited. She hasn't been yet. My oldest one, she's ten. She she made it a few times and she loves it. You know, when she was four, she was going down like their fastest little tube slide that came out into a little bowl. Yeah. And and she was tiny. You know that was fun. That's fun. Uh, kids are still in school because of the winter weather, so. I have a little bit more time for that. I'm preparing for June because June's going to be crazy. Going to San Diego for a week and then to DC a little while after. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Well, looks like fun. I guess we'll have to plan another lunch. Yeah. Podcast here comes soon. Release a couple of these because we got another one that's not released yet either. Right. And yeah, we'll see. Maybe we can release this one before, like the other one, just because we're talking about Kickstarter coming up. Yeah. And then uh, I do want to get together at some point and do uh, just figure out our schedules and see what nights work best because Mrs. Redbeard is teaching cake decorating classes on Monday nights, so. Uh, that night's good. We're, we're recording Sunday nights. Before. We used to record Monday nights because Real Life came out Monday morning. Yeah, that's right. So we do. We could do some Monday nights if you want, mm-hmm. and uh, that worked out really well because I'll, I'll be free. Okay. Kids will be in bed. That could work. We got a. Here's here's one thing that it's not my favorite as far as podcasting about Real Life. I mean, uh, I asked if it was going to come out all at once. Or if it was going to come out, you know, serialized, you know, you get a week to think about the mystery, talk about it, come back to it, then the next week, the next one comes out. I think uh, the way it was, the way you said it sounded like if you buy it from the Kickstarter, you're going to get it all at once. So, huh? So, so there, may, there may be, we may have to. How would you want? Would you want to listen to the first one? Think about it, take notes, and do a podcast before we listen to the second one, or listen to them all and then come back and cover 
We may have to, the time. We may have to do it serialized regardless because when it gets put up to to buy it later, I think he has multiple options. So maybe better to put it out one episode at a time. Okay. Because I think he, I don't know, I think he said something about maybe like you could buy a pass, like you pay so much at a time for, and uh, I don't know. So I, I think I think some of it might come out one episode at a time. Yeah. Well, if you buy from the Kickstarter, though, you're getting all of it. Yeah. So, we can definitely do a few episodes here, you know, like here and there about broad topics. Yeah, we'll or... have to ask for listener participation. Like, hey, send us your thoughts on Tales from War Live Episode 1. We're going to talk about that one. Yeah. Okay, we'll figure out how to incorporate people. And, yeah. Good stuff. Well, Mr. Redbeard... My lunch is over. My lunch is done. Yeah, we'll get back to work. Same here. So, shout out to good old Todd and Kat and uh, to the Hide Over There podcast. Yeah. So, hopefully we'll have some regular episodes out again soon. Looking forward to some more Weird Life Fancasts. Me too. Back to work.